0: And knock on my door. <laughs> Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. Oh, Just real quick. My name is Rick Beta. You can follow along on social media at Rick Beta, that's R I C K B A T A, or email the show, nomongo Podcast at gmail.com. Start to stretch my neck. Ugh, doing it again. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, jumping right into what I assumed, you know, I would be talking about this week, and that's Jenko Mag's interview with Louis Barletta. My first initial thought was, "You did it again. You did it again, Jenko. You quality, quality work to them over there. To all of the team over there. Great job. And even if you're not a fan of Louis." He will at least, or I should say, he should at least earn your respect after what he divulged, you know, about his departure from the brand that he called home for what twenty-three years of his life. You know, how crazy is that? How many people do you know can say that they put in that much time at a, you know, at one company, at one job? And well, right from the start, like basically for both of them, if you think about it, because Louis was about two years old then right yeah so two years old you know and that's the one thing too if you're looking to find out how old he really is it doesn't happen in this interview nope i mean i say he's 25 and that he was involved you know with enjoy since he was two right that just sounds cooler so yeah 23 years for most people is an amazing feat not for new investors or owners though not for companies looking to you know, squeeze out as much profit as possible. That's a long time for companies like that. I mean, that's a no-no for them. I mean, Dew is probably on their radar from day one. Actually, before they even bought the company, they probably knew, oh, who's this guy making all this money and he's been here this long? We'll work on him first or second, I guess, depending on how you really want to think about it. But my guess is the majority of the suits that bought that company... They had no idea who Louie was. They had no idea. They didn't know how awesome he was, you know? Listen to the Young Turks. They didn't realize the connection or what his background with the company was. You know, it was, that's just a guess. He was just another number. All I know, I mean, I kind of knew this going in, but Louie is the type of boss that people are loyal to. I mean, much like Bill Weese, right? Louis is that guy that you break, you break through walls for. You know, you straight up like Kool-Aid man, just boom, yeah, right on it, boss. Which made it even tougher for him, you know, when his, his team riders, they, I mean, they weren't getting paid. Not even getting paid on a consistent basis. Like, we're talking like months. And eventually, obviously, not at all. And the only reason behind it was that he, they, quote, didn't hit their sales target for the, you know, week or the month, etc., which is part of the reason why Louie had to go. Because if the, you know, the uppers are saying that, he had no chance of getting his team paid. You know, he didn't make your numbers. And he talked about, yeah, they hit their numbers in, in November. Like, they had all these sales going on. That's the thing. That's, you can't, you know, as a company, as these you know, these investors like almost like they had it planned all along. You can't have a, a solid month like that, a November that kicks butt because of all the sales and the holidays and expect the same result in December. I mean, yeah, they had a great November, but it was filled with a bunch of sales, like you said. Christmas is a little different, right? People are buying, you know, Christmas presents and gifts for their kids, and maybe skateboards aren't high on that list. But they should—what they should have done, obviously—you look at your November, you know, insert year here, and you look at the year or two prior. Do the same thing for December, year or two prior. What did we do? Let's shoot. Let's get this number can't just make them both the same but that's what they did that's what louis said so they had a great november and they expected to turn around and do exactly the same thing in december and that's that's common that's common in sales i was in sales for my quote-unquote previous life i'm not in sales anymore and i honestly i hated it i hated sales i just don't like it it's not me i didn't like the stress i wasn't only commission based which it seemed like a lot of these skaters were right you know that's they were like a commission-only sales plan. Although even if they sold whatever they sold, they didn't get money anyway. It's like car sales reps. They sell a car, they get a commission. You know, It's almost like that's kind of, even if they were selling boards, maybe they weren't selling as money. They have a couple, you know, didn't get any money. But that's not fun, you know? Well, I guess some people like the challenge. Some people are like, Rick, commission-only is the only way to go. You know why? Because there's no cap. There's no limit. You can make as much money as you want. Yeah, but I don't want the stress of that. I like to have kind of a steady income with a possibility of making extra, you know, maybe bonuses, stuff like that. But I know that's not the case. I'm just using it as an example. That's, That's not for me. You know, we are all coin operated. Each and every one of us listening right now. We all need money to survive, pay our bills, buy our clothes. And we are all, and I truly believe this, we are all underpaid, regardless of the industry. I don't care what industry you're working in. You're underpaid. I could tell you right now. Probably make 3 or $4 more. If you're in California, just because I'm biased, they should pay us $10 more. Yeah, yeah. Cost of living out here is ridiculous. But we're all underpaid. And skateboarders are insanely underpaid. Or in this case, they weren't even paid at all. I mean, only a select few can make it their, you know, full-time job. The rest of us, you know, we have to work a nine-to-five or we work, you know, uh, four to 10 or we work like four part-time gigs, you know, some side hustles, you know, on the side, online or in person, DoorDash, whatever, you know. And I don't know when that will ever change as far as skateboarding. Do you see that anything changing, right? Because everything's getting more expensive. Cost of goods are going up. Cost of production is going up. Everything's going up in price, right? So the profit margin and the revenues are getting less and less. The pendulum is gonna. Will it ever swing in the skateboarders' favor, where most of them are making great money? And you know, anyone can define "great" as a different amount, but it would be awesome to see more skaters making. You know, I'm talking pros making six figures. Why not? Why not? And that'd be a you know huge stride because I don't. And we all don't know, right? We all don't know how much these skaters make is it 30 grand, 40 grand? Do some make 100, others make, you know, 500,000 with endorsement deals. So yeah, I'm sure constantly getting hit up about getting paid was brutal for Louie. It was actually. He I know it, he said it. I would have done the exact same thing. But, you know, a very difficult thing to do and walk away from, but I understand. He he I would have done the same exact thing. And what I really like and respect about him is the fact that he tried to get, you know, some of his riders to actually stay, you know, because you know, after his departure, they're like, no, you guys don't all have to stay. He, he actually thought, you know, maybe you could stay and this would convince the, you know, the suits, you know, to you can use this as leverage to get paid. You know, say, hey, Louis left, you know, maybe I get paid. But, but no, they're loyal to Louis. People work. And I, and I truly believe this because it's taken me a long time to, to realize this. People work for people, not companies. They were loyal to Louie. And it's not his fault that, you know, he's such a rad boss and they wanted to jump ship. You know, hell no. No way in the hell were they going to, you know, stick around with one of the masterminds of, of the brand gone. No. But as he said, he tried. He tried to get them to stay. He never told them to quit, you know, which I do believe. And he even went as far as having a Zoom call, you know, with his team. And he told everyone leave now if you have a spot to go and maybe get paid. He told him that, like, leave now, get a spot, you know, no harm, no foul. Sure, that's easier said than done, but that's a generous act if you think about it. How many times has your boss done that for you? You know, maybe you're in a struggling company. Most of us, you know, have been let go or fired at one point. And a lot of times the writing was on the wall. I've been there, but a little gesture like that, that really tells a lot about a human. Hell, I'm. Mean, I mean, I'm employed now, and I want to go work for Louis on some level. <laughs> Sign me up, dude. Can I work remotely for you, Louie? I'm loyal. I'm always on time. You find me on LinkedIn. Check out my uh, work history. I want to break through walls for you, Louis. But many of us feel the same. You know, Louis originally planned. He planned to stay back. You know, on the Titanic, and let everyone else get the life jackets. And the rafts, you know, no, you go, I got this. And should things take a turn for the better, he would have brought them back like nothing ever happened. No hard, no hard feelings at all, as he said. <laughs> How many bosses do that for you? How does that not make you want to root for this guy? Well, I guess now root for him and former Enjoy team manager Jeff Davis. And their new Jacuzzi Unlimited brand. Yes. Let me say it again. Jacuzzi Unlimited. Jacuzzi Unlimited. It's got a nice ring to it. Jacuzzi Unlimited just dropped their new video part. Jacuzzi Unlimited. Boards available for sale right now. Jacuzzi Unlimited. And you know what? Actually, you want to know why I know this thing is going to take off? I'm talking about Jacuzzi Unlimited, so I I like saying it, for one. For one, Louis involved, and two, here's what he said to Jenkham. Okay, quote, Honestly, it feels like the early days of Enjoy, where we're not owned by a corporation, and where we have to adhere to any rules again. It's pretty rad. Guys are already making their own tees and stickers. The genuine excitement is there, exclamation point. It's not like we need a guy from this region or whatever. Our dudes are actually all skate together. They're all homies, you know. I lived it before. Quote, or I mean, ellipses. There's something special with all of these guys. End quote. That's how I know this, is, this thing's going to take off. The genuine excitement is there. Guys are already making their own tees and stickers. And like I said, they don't have a big corporation to worry about. They don't have to adhere to any rules. Sound very similar to, what, 23 years ago when Enjoy took off? Watch out, world. Jacuzzi Unlimited is coming for you. I dig the name, though. I dig it. I do dig it. I've said it, what, seven, eight times already. I mean, it feels much bigger than skateboarding, too. <laughs> and even their website suggests this, okay? They have some items listed for sale, all sold out, of course. I mean, that's how you create the buzz, the need, the, the sell, the sizzle. Well, all sold out except for there was one $200,000 unpaid invoices tab. And Louie, Jeff, I'm going to assume that those invoices are from Enjoy and not Jacuzzi Unlimited. You know, let, let's start things off on a good note, Okay. And you like how I loop myself in there already? Let us start off on a good note. Yeah, very subtle. I'm here for it. I am. I'm all in. The $99.99 bowl wigs and all. I am here for it all. Now, however, I, 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 I know you just formed as a company, but I need to talk to the manager real quick. How in the hell do you already run out of these $99.99 bowl wigs? They're sold out. You can't blame supply chain on this either. There's no supply chain issues. Give us more bull wigs. Running out of bull wigs already? You guys just launched. I mean, I can understand the $500, you know, dark side of the moon shorts being sold out. I mean, those are, what, those are a hot item. I get it. He talked about the story behind that too. I get it. And those are hard to replenish. Hard to duplicate, hard to replicate. I get it. But the wigs, that's unacceptable for a brand new company. You guys are already starting off on a wrong foot. Make it right, Louie and Jeff. I I know you have it in you. I hate to be so harsh. Just looking out for you. Looking out for us, I mean. But for real, though, just hearing them say that, I could feel the enthusiasm. Like, I would have loved to have been on that call. I'm assuming they did it via call. And not just email exchange back and forth, just to hear his voice. They're like, "Oh, damn!" You're all looking around. Everyone's like, wide-eyed. Oh, Louie's back! Oh, damn! They're already having a blast. Oh boy. That's all I need to hear. And if you guys offer either an eight, like an 8.1, 8.125, whatever, you already have a sale for me. Okay, I'm gonna just I'm here to help pay those you unpaid invoices. If you want to count it as that, count me in, Jacuzzi Lou a real talk this is exciting very exciting however you know what as i just checked my notes here i do have one last complaint oh, gosh i hate to do this though you guys just started but going into this i didn't know that i'd be getting emotional you know reading basically towards the end reading this interview i, I just didn't i was like no way in hell that jacuzzi lou is going to make me wear you know get my water faucets going hell nah that's what i was thinking but i did it got, it got. I was like, okay, okay. My family's not around. They don't know what I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, reading. But real talk, it was right after he was asked, quote, how are you feeling now after all these crazy changes in the last couple of weeks? End quote. His answer, his answer did it for me. It's like, damn, dude. Where's the tissue? Give me some tissue. Where's koozie unlimited tissue now? Branded as, you know, a little, little packet you could put in your pocket. you louis but in true louis fashion he had me laughing after his final comment the final sentence about his age very true louis ah very true one day the world is going to know the true age of mr louis barletta it's going to happen it's one day one day however i have a feeling it's going to be a three-digit number i don't know just saying got a long way until we have to figure that out louis gonna be killing it. he's gonna be like 104 and he'll still be skating it's gonna be ridiculous you guys we're gonna be like i remember when jacuzzi unlimited started oh that was crazy crazy they still don't have wigs i need a wig i need a wig and no they're not 99 dollars i can't get one Great job, Ian. Great job, Louie. And let's go Jacuzzi Unlimited and do a drinking game. If you want to go back and take a drink or a sip of whatever your beverage is, every time I said Jacuzzi Unlimited, just just take a little shot. But I'll be sure to put the link to this fantastic interview in the notes below. And I don't see why, unless you're an enjoy. Actually, no, if you just hate humans bouncing back, then you probably hate this, but I don't know. Read it. Louis is the man. Louis is awesome. Yeah. Great job. Get some water. Get a damn wig. Next up, Tampa Pros 29th annual event went down literally like minutes before I got on the mic. I was waiting around. I watched it live. I watched the final round. I mean, the park has been around for 30 years, which is a milestone. Three decades. That's like, that's before Louis was born. I mean, what a milestone. 20, 29 years of the, you know, the great competition. Many skaters have won it multiple times. Many careers have been created and molded here. So well done spot. And here's to another 30 or 300 more. Okay. You got this. This time around they had OG announcer Paul Zitzer. We know he's there every year and he's he's great at what he does. and we had the return of Tim O'Connor. I, I think he did it one other time. And I can't remember if Clyde Singleton has ever been an announcer before, but he was there. So ha- however I was thinking though like having three announcers for a contest like this is very challenging to to, to squeeze in. Adequate and proper, I guess, an equal airtime. It's impossible, especially with pros like Paul, you know, and personality like Tim's. I don't think I heard Clyde say a word until like 35 minutes in. I honestly I forgot. I was like, whoa, whoa, who's that? Wait, rewind. Oh, Cl- oh, Clyde. Clyde, you're awake. You're there, dude. So it was tough. And that was just during the semifinals. I was like, I totally forgot he was there. So yeah, imagine how tough it is sitting next to two guys like that. You know, but Paul did what Paul always does. You know, say what you want about him, but he's a pro. There's a reason why he's a constant voice in skateboarding. He's good at what he does. He is a pro's pro. Knows skateboarding, is great on the mic. And and there's also a reason why they have Tim O'Connor in there. They brought him back, you know, for some much added, uh, I put, comedic commentary. But it, it got me thinking, though. Between him and Clyde, I think you could almost call this the Tampa Roast. You know, did you guys hear some of the blasts they sent to those poor riders? I mean, they didn't even stand a chance. You know, they, they were they they couldn't control it. They had to skate and hear that in the announcement. You know, all for everyone to hear. Nothing was held back. It was basically brain equals thought equals vocalized. Like there's no pause. <laughs> and I could pra- <laughs> I could practically feel like Paul's head shaking on some of those two. I could just hear him like, oh, he just kind of. He wouldn't say anything. He'd get a little quiet. like, oh, boy. He's just in his head. He's like, oh, there goes Tim again. It's was like, Tampa freaking roast. Wow. And I didn't get to see each minute of every heat, but I did write down some zingers. You know me. I-, I wrote them down. Here's what I wrote down, okay? This is just a small batch of what I heard. Small sample size. <laughs> and some of them are, are pretty funny. Uh, Tim's re- regarding Jake Alardi's denim shorts. Oh, right from the start, he, he called him out for them twice. He was just blasting them. Imagine me, because I wear cargo shorts. He'd probably be like, Whoa, what the hell is Rick wearing these cargo shorts, man? Those went out of style like decades ago. But he was all in on his denim shorts. And I think Paul says something like, Yeah, they're back, man. Or something like that. Kind of like, let it go, Tim. It's all good. It's just denim shorts, dude. Deshad wears them. There's many skaters out there that wear them. But the main thing is he threw out a powder blast. Quote, Man's out there looking like powder. Damn, Tim. Oh, I wrote down I-Y-K-Y. Wow. Powder. Look it up. <laughs> I don't know what you were going with with that, but I had to write it down, and it, I kind of chuckled, but then I felt bad after laughing. I'm like, why am I laughing? This? Oh, damn. It's all right. My kids don't know what that means. There was a Grant Hill reference in there. I just wrote that down, but I can't remember what it was in relation to. What was it? Was it Mario? Because it, it his height or something? What was it? But yeah, I, I'm a Grant Hill reference, okay? I mean, he took a shot at Max Murphy. Oh, this was like, dude, come on, man. He was saying this, quote, looking like he's on his first day of being homeless. Dude. Ouch, bro. You, know, you do know he just got back from skating in an abandoned mall, right? There's a lot of dust in there. He had to wear a mask. Take it easy on the guy. I mean, what do you expect? First day of being homeless. I could hear like Max flipping him off in his in his mind right there. So yeah, whatever, dude. Here's the finger for you. know, he would give him the double bird. Like, pfft, double bird to Tim. It's like, damn. First day of being homeless. Ouch. But I did like how he mentioned how he should probably take a multivitamin. You know, multi, multivitamin in between runs. I agree with that. You know, he's what 34. Needs those multivitamins, don't want to, you know, lock up, maybe put some potassium, some banana or something. That's a fact. I agree with that. It's like talking about you know white on white crime. Ouch. We also got to hear the quote, that beard looks hot regarding Kenny Stanley. Yeah, that wrote that down. That was that was mentioned. But <laughs> oh, damn you, Tim. But Tim. <laughs> He had me cracking up during Dominic Walker's run and the mention of, I think he called it neck flare. Is that what he wrote? I just wrote down neck flare question mark, but he, he said it because it was something that Mr. Furley would wear. Yeah. And that probably went over, I would say 90, 95% of the skaters heads in the building and online. If you know, you know that one too. I hear you though, Tim. And I agree. I agree. R.I.P. Mr. Furley. I mean, that dude was so ahead of his game in life and in fashion. Dude, was a he was a gangster. He was a hustler. Love Mr. Furley. And I agree. That was hilarious. But, yeah, it, 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 I just wanted to give you credit for that, Tim, because most people probably didn't hear or acknowledge that. I got you. I got the threes Company reference. What else? What else? Notice how I haven't even been talking about the skating yet, though. How crazy is that? Just all the roasts and the pop culture references. Oh, they had an Ichabod Crane reference. Ah, <laughs> oh, Sleepy Hollow in New York. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was pretty brutal, too. St. Cloud, Minnesota. Quote, sounds very Caucasian. Oh, that one, I could probably hear Paul going, oh, he's probably like elbowing. I'm just like, oh, come on, Tim. We're live, dude. We're live. But you're right, right? I don't. Know. I've never been to St. Cloud, Minnesota. No offense. I'm not. I'm just saying this is not. My, these aren't my words. Go, go, go! Find Tim. I'm just repeating what I heard. You guys probably heard it too. Probably didn't take you know the, the time to write it down like I did. But that's why that's why I'm here. So yeah. Anyway, just glanced over some. Of it. That's th- those are some great lines that I heard over this weekend. And I, like I said, I didn't get to see every single minute of this. There's a lot of skating that I still need to go back and watch. And I'm sure I'll be laughing. I'm sure, I mean, from what I heard or read in the comments, it it doesn't sound like he didn't go too overboard. And I'm talking about Tim here. He didn't go too overboard and get canceled. So maybe he'll be back. But well done, the announcers. Great job. Now, before I give my thoughts on the finals, you know, and of course the winner, let me chime in on the best trick contest that happened on Saturday. And this one was full of hammers. We're talking independent best trick. Yeah, they are the best trucks. Those are what I rock. I've tried other ones. I've tried. I always go back to Indy, though. Just saying. You got all these new ones coming out. I'm not even going to try them. Sticking with Indy. Oh, it was, oh, quick note, it was finally nice to see Jack Olson finally land his, it was a switch front blunt, switch flip out, you know, it was well after time was up, he'd get, get, been given, like, numerous extra chances, you know, even after the camera crew had basically locked all eyes, you know, on Paul, you know, he, he did it, he, he landed it, it was in the very tail end of it, we got to see, it was confirmed, you know, many eyeballs did see it, I'm sure it got recorded. Which got me thinking, like when when I eventually do go to one of these and see it live, I don't think I'll be the quote record every run and every trick guy. It just I I don't have the energy; it's too much work. I'd just rather watch. I just rather chill. I don't want to be holding my arm up the whole time, you know. I'll let the rest of like let's the rest of y'all do that, you know. It just plus it actually it looks better than what I would record anyway. I just noticed that it was a lot of people, you know, filming on their phones. I, I I'd rather be in the moment. And just kind of soak it all in. That's just me. So here are the top five winners, and I agree with all of them. But I think Foy's should have at least been fourth. So he was fifth. Fakey 0 fakey flip out. Took him like I think he, that's all he really tried, and he finally got it like with nine minutes left or something like that. So congrats to Jamie Foy, got fifth. Fourth was switch tray nose bump and t- switch tray nose blunt. Antonio Dureo. I think I said his name, right? Third, half cab blunt, back nose blunt. Giovanni Viana. I, I remembered seeing that, but I didn't have that in my top five. So I was like, oh yeah, that was a good one, you know? Third? And I, I guess I agree. Second though, front 270 to switch back tail, shove out. Lucas Rebello. Lucas Rebello, excuse me. Well deserved. And first, JP. Souza, Nolly heel. Front nose, nollie, big heel flip, out. That's a mouthful and deserved first place. Dude, dude was, and he landed so, like, it was effortless for him. He's like, yeah, give me the prize, dude. First place, that was it. Roll away, bolts. So, yeah, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty decent best trick contest. A lot of the riders came down their final, like, last few seconds, and they even gave them, I think, what, one or two attempts after the bell, you know, after the, the, the final buzzer, and it was pretty good. And finally, for the finals of the 29th Annual Tampa Pro, and like I said, first annual Tampa Roast, oh, also remember that they still don't do live scoring, which honestly, I didn't even think about it until they mentioned it. You know, I know how I bitched about it a little bit last year, maybe a lot, I can't remember, but, but look at that, you guys. I didn't even pay attention to the lack of scores. Look at you getting away with that. Tampa Pro, you you, I mean, you won me over. And I think I kind of like it too. Did I wait? Did I just say that? I mean, much like I talked about being in present moment and soaking all in, that's what I did here. I just watched you know run after run after run after roast. I, I, it worked, you know. So you win. I I was wrong, ish. I do kind of miss seeing some score though. There was no score to be had. Right, I mean, did anyone else watch this? I mean, they blasted right through the awards, and we never got to see a final score. Paul said his final goodbyes, and blah blah blah. I mean, what did the judges? What did the judges have down? How much of a gap was there from first to second, or first to fourth? I'd like to see those numbers, Kelly. What what do you got? What'd you get? I want to see these numbers. Some of us like to know, you know, and see the data, the data, however you want to call it. Maybe next time. So thanks in advance. Let's let, let us see some scores, please. Maybe post them on social media. But I was waiting around to see the actual numbers, just because in my brain that's closure for a contest. You you, you you announce the winners, Here are the scores for the final results, and your brain goes, "Oh, cool checkmark." Okay, time it's over, done, and not just have Paul go, "All right, I'm gonna do the closeout." Bye. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's scores, guys? Where what, what happened? What did Utah get? What did Jocelyn get? Which leads me to your final winners. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it or you haven't been on social media or are waiting, turn it off now. Come back later. Okay? Third place, Chris Jocelyn. Not going to lie, I don't like this placement for him. I felt he won the damn thing. Even Paul said he had a winning run. Yeah, because he had a winning run. You can't say that and not have it be true. I I guess he should have said, he almost had that winning run. Big difference, right? Or he did have that third place run. You know, kind of selling it to us, like, kind of subtly. Oh, I don't know. He had that third place run. Yeah, I had that locked in. Just saying, you know. And then maybe have Tim make some joke, like, here to kind of distract all the people saying it was robbed. A lot of people saying Jocelyn was robbed. Was he robbed though? I wouldn't go that far, but I had him winning, but at least second place. So I don't think that was the third place run that he had. He had a winning run. I agree. But I thought it was his time. He was perfect. Great combination of flip tricks. Everything was clean, bolts. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a judge. I'm not a judge. And I'm curious to hear some of your thoughts. Which also brings back to the point. I would have loved to seen the scores. How close was it? Is there a big gap? Because I think it should have been damn close. If you have on at third, so second place went to Giovanni Viana, who per my notes became the front runner after his second run. I literally wrote down front runner after second run, but turns out you know obviously that run kept him on the podium, but he did have a great run. But at the end, I don't. I didn't have him in my top three. I had Hoffler and, and and or Vincent in place of him. That's what I thought. I thought one of those two guys was going to take one of the top threes. So maybe I'd need to go back and watch it again. But again, maybe not. Who knows? You know, I don't have the time for it probably. And first place, Yuto Horigome. Congrats to Yuto. I had Yuto in my top three. I felt that he would land second though. Great run. Of course, Great tricks check check for both but I feel it just it wasn't as clean as Jocelyn's run I mean both him and Jocelyn did tricks that they always do in contests you know and I guess they or quote unquote the judges saw something more in in Uto's runs so yeah the way I had it honestly was Jocelyn Uto, and Malou so that's that was my top three let's see what else did I write down here so Carlos Ribeiro I put, you know, solid tricks, no complete runs, from what I recall. And yeah, you know, Vincent Malou, yeah, he was obviously second place last year, and I put second place this year. Question mark? He was up there. Nigel, oh gosh, they were they were capping on his shorts. Said those short shorts are slick, because Nigel went sliding across the whole flat bottom there. But it was a great return for him, you know. That was his first contest back, so we'll see. Louis Lopez, did I? I wrote down Mongo push question mark. Did I see a Mongo push in there? Can someone confirm? I guess I can go back, but I just happened to be. I don't know if I looked away for a quick moment, but I. It was during when it was live, so I couldn't. I didn't want to rewind it, but I thought I saw him do like a Mongo push. I don't know. And dude, is is it me or is he grown? Does Does he have a growth spurt? Is he like the third tallest skater now? Now it's like he looked much taller. But yeah, jocelyn in my notes, I put effortless style, cab flip in the third run, and then parentheses quote winning run. I thought he won. Yeah, Giovanni Viani, the pop shove shifty, that was nice. And I put, you know, obviously he was the front runner after his second run, but I think just the pressure got to him in the third run. I just didn't see that happening. Jagger Eaton. Music in his ears. Yeah, he was rocking some black earbuds. All right, they were kind of discreet. He was bobbing his head. He has music, so I, I noticed that a little difference in that. You know, went Kurt Cameron on you guys, but he took a hard. He took what two hard slams, first and third run, right? Just getting pitched, getting spun out on the revert that just kept spinning. So that was kind of kind of brutal. But I, I think yeah, he could have been at least top five when he when he did that. Yeah, Kelvin Hoffler, I put third place in the third run question mark. You know, Jamie Foy, ooh. Jamie, he bounced his head on the pavement. I mean, that hurt me. And, you know, his balance. You go back and watch it. His balance was so off as he turned up there. He kind of did a weird turn. And you he never got his proper, like, foot placement. And his whole, it was all, it just looked, you saw it coming. In hindsight, you look at it, you go, oh, he was not positioned at all. I don't think he really knew what trick he was trying there. His brain just was not, it was kind of like patting your head and rubbing your belly. You're trying to do that. And it just Oh, he bounced his head off the you know the cement though. I was not good cause he and you know he was hurt because he was chilling over there on the side on the ramp like oh, I I can't even get up and he didn't make his second run. Obviously didn't make his third run, but at least he showed his presence on the third run because I was getting a little worried about it. Get that guy in some concussion protocol. And Utah Horagome, I wrote down you know, as it was true. You know, did he just win it in his final run? You know, and I put definitely top three. <laughs> oh gosh, Angelo Caro. He got he got blasted too. Pickleball tournament from Tim, but but which he took back. He retracted that. But who was it? Was it uh Clyde? He said he looked like Jamie Lee Curtis. Damn. Ouch. Meaning that he wore that uh you know, the I guess they're tennis hats, you know, where you have your hair popped out <laughs> from the top. It's like, damn, dude. I'm telling you, man, this is a roast today. And then, of course, Felipe Gustavo, as I just wrote down, just couldn't stay on. You know, it just wasn't his day. He had some great tricks, great stuff, just couldn't stay on. So, it just did not make it happen. So, what about you? Did you watch it? Actually, did you go? I mean, how did you score it? Or how did you rank it? Who were your top three or five? Just let me know. Oh, actually, what was your favorite Tim O'Connor or Clyde Roast? Mostly it was Tim, but what was your favorite? Did did, did he cross the line for you or was it right there? I mean, it's Tim O'Connor. What do you expect, right? You know, you knew what you were going to get from this guy. Yeah, I think he delivered. (laughs) And more so sometimes, like, dude, like I said, I could just picture Paul just shaking his head. Like, Tim looks at him. Are you shaking your head right now? They pay me to come here, dude. You don't like it? Let's put a little, like, plastic uh, divider right here. Yeah. I'm looking right at you, Paul. Look, Look at me in the eyes, dude. Look at me in the eyes go mr furley on you but yeah let me know your thoughts and congrats to uto on the win it's looking like uh yeah it was a a pretty good win for uto slash april skateboards and it's only march it's going to get very interesting in the next nine months of course but yeah thanks for tuning in i'll see you guys next week